Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And welcome, my friends. It is Halloween. October 31st here on Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour with you. My costume, the Grump. Didn't have to do much to make it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If you want to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. And we welcome your calls. You heard Mayor Rudy, very impassioned. About the situation, the ongoing situation with Hamas and Israel, and we will get to that today. There are some things in the news that I would like to do before we get to that. There is a story, a guest essay in the New York Times today from a gentleman named Mr. Peter Suderman. He's the features editor at Reason. And the unreasonable headline that, that appears with his guest essay is this. On this issue, the House GOP whack jobs have a point. So, the GOP whack jobs. There we go. From the party, from, I guess, a guy who, whack jobs. With all that liberals have done to this country in just the last two years, he still calls GOP members whack job. He be, he be, they begin this way, just days before winning the race for Speaker of the House last week, Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana sent a letter to his colleagues laying out a plan to complete the budget process by bringing 12 individual appropriations bills to the floor. Mr. Johnson billed His plan is a way to allow us to demonstrate good governance. It put him firmly in the camp of the GOP rebels like Mike uh, Mike Gates of uh, Florida, who led the revolt against Kevin and have been called whack jobs by their own colleagues. No, they've been called whack jobs by a bunch of rhinos. I would hardly call them their own colleagues, but nonetheless. They've been likened to economic terrorists. 
for their actions during budget negotiations, economic terrorists for holding on to a position, a reasonably sound position. This is what makes print in the Amazon in the New York Times. But in one way, writes Mr. Suderman, the whack jobs have a point. The federal budget process is broken, and it's been broken for decades. What Republican rebels say they want isn't congressional chaos, but the opposite, good government, legislative transparency, real democratic accountability when it comes to the power of the purse. They want to achieve this through the return to regular order, and I have talked a lot about regular order on this program which broadly speaking means passing individual appropriations bills, allowing for more open debate and amendment process on those bills, as called for in the 1974 law that created the modern budget process. So the whack jobs, as they are termed, they might have a point. What they're asking for it's for us to follow the law that we passed in 1974 that created openness and transparency around the budget, but yet they're whack jobs, they're rebels. That is what Mr. Johnson has promised, and indeed the House would be better off under regular order. The biggest challenge in achieving that goal will probably be Mr. Johnson's ability to manage the GOP rebels who support it, but who have also consistently undermined it by with attention-seeking maneuvers like shutting down the government. That is not attention-seeking. People that hold on to their principles on the Republican side are held up to ridicule. If, you, if you're a Democrat, you hold on to your principles, your principles being you wanted to spin us, you want to spin the government into oblivion, you want to continue to create money that the United States government doesn't have. Why, you're in the normal camp, according to these people. But if you are insistent on actually enforcing fiscal responsibility in the Congress, you get the label rebel, you get the label whack job from these people. Johnson's not the first to, re, uh, to call promise a return to regular order. Paul Ryan said it in 2016. He was going to pass all 12 appropriations bills. It didn't happen. It keeps not happening. In fact, since the 1990s, Congress has consistently failed to follow its own budgetary process rules. Yet, they're whack jobs for demanding it, which call for writing, debating, and passing a dozen single-subject appropriations bills. And he goes on and on to talk about how Congress has, you know what they've done, just con with these continuing revolution resolutions, that's how they funded the government. So all in all, you're supposed to believe that Republicans are whack jobs. They're still whack jobs. They're still rebels. But, oh, they might have a good idea. Why didn't you just say without all the name-calling Republicans, you know, Republicans actually have a good idea here. Let's bring back some fiscal sanity. But they can't do that on the left. Article, I'm not going to get too much in detail with this one. Former Representative Adam Kinziger, kicked out, along with Liz Cheney, says his family disowned him. 
his family sent a certified letter disowning him. That's what uh, Kinzinger told uh, CNN yesterday. They said, I've lost the trust of of great men like Sean Hannity, which is funny, but they believe that. They said, I was a member of the Devil's Army. Well... Ugh, you can find that story at the Hill today. I find it a little sh- a shame. It's a shame that even in politics, people's families are to the point that they disown him. I mean, he has another political view than them, and they may not like it. They don't like it. They don't like the way he's going about it. But you send the guy in your family a certified letter disowning him. That's pretty. That's pretty rad. Uh, Closer to home here in New Jersey, did you know, ladies and gentlemen, your governor in New Jersey, Bill Murray, used taxpayer, used your money, taxpayer funds, to pay for nearly $12,000 worth of concessions at MetLife Stadium, including at a Taylor Swift concert. So your money is going to buy... New Jersey taxpayers, your money was going to buy the snacks, the drinks, the good times for people at Taylor Swift and other concerts. Now, and this is rightfully so, he's asking the state Democratic Party to reimburse taxpayers after being questioned. Hey, how come you're using government money to pay for your your good times when you go out. Once it was clear that there were outstanding bills that had not been paid, the state stepped in to meet this responsibility. That's what Murphy's spokesperson said. We are pursuing reimbursement for the state party for costs incurred at MetLife Stadium. If the governor is incurring this money, why didn't he pay for it out of his pocket? and then try to get the money back from the... Why would he bill the taxpayers first? It would have never been paid back if it weren't discovered in question. And they know it, and you know it. These guys have a lot of nerve. This article, next article, is a California-based story, but the implications are far and wide. McDonald's CEO is warning that the minimum wage hike in California is going to hurt the franchises there. He says it's unclear how much impact. Minimum wage, $20 an hour. California, you know this whole move to make fast food workers rich, not rich but well, well paid. Now McDonald's is warning California's new minimum wage law will hurt. The franchise could raise prices for the consumers. Could raise? They are going to raise them. What happens? You're paying somebody 20 hour, twenty bucks an hour to flip burgers and to put burgers in a, in a, in a paper wrap and put them in a bag. You're paying $20 for somebody to do that. What do you think is going to happen to the prices? They are going to go up. Labor costs are always the highest cost of running a business. So if every single employee 
that works at uh, Mickey D's is going to make 20 bucks an hour, yeah, your little Happy Meals are not going to have a happy price tag on them. They're going to have less than a happy price tag on them because you have to pay the workers. Now, for years we have been hearing that fast food franchisees were looking at automation, getting robots to do some of the job, getting robots to cook the burgers. And there are and have been successful demonstrations of robots doing the work. And the thing about robots, they don't take sick days. They may break down once in a while, but you have somebody on maintenance to, to repair them. They don't protest. They don't drop on a knee and call for social justice on this and that. Robots don't sue the business for sexual harassment because nobody's trying to boink the robots, at least not yet. And even if they do try to boink the robots, the robots are not going to complain and sue me too, me too. The day is coming. Mark these words. $20 in California for flipping burgers. Yep, the day is coming when many of these jobs are going to be outsourced to automation. As soon as they can figure out how to make it a wide, to eat the cost widespread of starting it up, you watch. They tried this in Seattle, too, at the Seattle airport. They tried raising the cost of the workers there. And you know what? It has resulted in a lot of people losing their jobs. If you can't, as a business, raise your prices enough to justify paying people 20 bucks an hour, the next thing you do if you're a business owner and you have to make profit, and this is what a lot of government workers don't understand, all these liberal theoreticians who've never worked, who've never had to meet payroll, who've never had to do the books, they don't get it. And they also don't get that a $20 salary is more than a $20 salary, a $20 per hour when it comes to employees. If you have to pay for the health care of that employee, if you have to pay matching Social Security, if you have to pay into worker disability, if you have to pay into all of these things, the last estimate I heard some years ago was the actual cost of hiring an, a full-time employee, you have to add one-third of the cost. If they have benefits, you have to add about a third of the cost of their base labor pay to what it really costs to hire that employee. So a $20 employee really is going to cost you at least close to anywhere between $25 and $30 per hour by the time you get through adding all their bennies into it. And you think you can just keep raising prices on minimum wage and nothing's going to happen to the franchise, nothing's going to happen to the price of whatever goods or services? Nope. It's, they are going to go up in price. And if they don't go up in price, and at some point, if the people that own the business can't afford to pay it, people are going to get laid off. That's just the way it is. And other people are going to have to do more with less. Ted Cruz in the news. 
It seems that the National Science Foundation spent tens of millions of dollars on combating misinformation. What does that mean? Policing social media. 66 million of your dollars used to police your speech by the National Science Foundation. Ted Cruz wants answers. There's a very funny video today, Mayorkas testifying. I think it was Josh Hawley that was uh, asking him about reports that many of the border agents have been pulled off of their normal duties, including trying to prevent fentanyl from coming in the country so that they could make sandwiches and do other babysitting duties for the number of the number that they cannot reveal how many because apparently this administration doesn't know how many illegal immigrants they've let into the country. Mallorca's testifying again, would not, could not deny the story that Josh Hawley put in front of him. That the Border Patrol has pulled agents off actually patrolling the border, actually working this drug interdiction with fentanyl and other drugs, pouring through the, the, they pull the agents off, a significant number of them, so that they can put them on kitchen duty to help make sandwiches for the number of illegal immigrants they're bringing into the country. Halloween, strange things happen. Michael Jackson takes us in on this Halloween day. Most nearly's rush hour. Written by one of the most influential songwriters of the age, of that age, Rod Temperton. Perfect way to start off. Thank you, Diego. With Thriller on WABC Talk Radio 77. Crime running rampant in New York. You need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347 559 7052. 347 559 7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1963. Number one song. Jerry and the Pacemakers. You'll never. No, never. Ever walk alone. Well, if you're in New York, 
that may not be such a good thing. Somebody's walking next to me? Oh, anyway, let's not ruin a good song with being negative. I had an amazing text that came in during the break. After the McDonald's story I did, it is from one of the hardest working people that I know. And I, I don't want to reveal too, too many personal details, don't have permission to do that. But it says, look, isn't the cost of living in California higher than in most states? Yes, it is. And why is that? That's due to the policies of California liberals. They want to put, they, they have, they're, they are paying in California everything for health care from illegal immigrants, making sure every, it, it's ridiculous, the amount of social spending that goes on in California, and also the regulations. That's why I can't stand that place. I mean, I, it's, California is a good place to visit for a day or two, and then you have to escape and come back to reality. I mean, I knew, I was done with California the year that I walked out there, and, I, and, and it's like the plastic bag thing. Oh, no, you can't have plastic bags. They're banned here. No, you can't have straws. They're banned here. It's like a police state. It's a liberal police state with high taxes and rampant crime, rampant homelessness. Can't even walk the streets of San Francisco anymore because of human feces all over the place. Murders, robberies. Yeah, California. So let me continue. I got distracted by myself. Isn't the cost of living in California much higher than in most states? Yes. So how do you expect them to pay bills if a minimum raise is, is not $20 an hour? And, and my friend goes on to say that they pay $15 where she lives. And that still isn't much. And now, here's where I'm going to sound a little heartless to some of you, and I don't intend to be to sound heartless, but this is the truth. This is where a fundamental lack of understanding on a large part of American society exists, because we feel, we feel, oh, yes, I know it's hard, and so how do you expect them to pay? I don't expect them to pay their bills on that. People pay their bills based on what their ability is to pay their bills. You, if you have to work two jobs to pay your bills, then you work two jobs to pay your bills. If you can't do it, then lower your bills. Or do what a lot of us do or did, go in debt until you can aggressively move up the ladder with where you are. But the idea that McDonald's should be willing to pay $20 an hour for entry-level skills what skill does it take to turn over a hamburger where it's already timed for you at three minutes, turn over the burger? These are, th these are low-skill jobs, and I'm not trying to say that to be demeaning to the people that work there. Some of the jobs are low-skill. Others, like, of course, managing a plant and doing the rest of it, require a degree of higher skill. Hence, they are paid more. But for entry-level work, and that's what fast food was considered for many years. You want to work at a fast food joint? Good. That's what you do part-time while you're working in school. That's why so many kids used to gravitate toward these jobs. That's what you do when you're looking for some part-time work or if you're full-time. 
you work understanding you're not going to make that much money. These are businesses. They are not charities. They are not in the job of making sure that the workers have enough to pay their bills. That's up to the people that take the job. And if the job isn't, what will pay your bills, and you have the skills to get another job, then that's what you do. And that comes back to how well you have prepared yourself to be part of the economy. It's all, yes, it sounds very heartless, I know. And again, but these are just economic realities. You cannot expect any business to run itself like a charity, which is why this whole concept of a living wage is nonsense. Well, we have to pay people a living wage. No, you pay people on the basis of supply and demand. That is how the economic marketplace works. If you have jobs where you can find workers for those jobs, and there are plenty of workers, guess what? The cost goes down because the supply side is high. If you have all of a sudden people that are saying, we don't want to work in the fast food industry, no way, no how, and they have a scarcity of workers, that's what pushes the cost of that job up, supposed to. It is a natural ebb and flow of supply and demand, and that's what creates a free market economy. Now, when you have government interference like we do, you get artificially high prices because now you have the government telling you what the job is worth instead of the marketplace telling you what the job is worth. But that's a whole nother level of economic reality that I don't have time to get into right now. But anyway, short answer to the question. And again, apologies if I sound heartless. Got to take a quick break here. Your phone calls coming up to 800-848-WABC. Oh, yes. Lawsuit time on this day. This was, of course, Marvin Gaye's Got to Give It Up. On this day, the estate, the family of Marvin Gaye, took action against Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams for copyright infringement on this song with their song, Blurred Lines. Walk a mile in their shoes. James, I have walked a mile in their shoes. I did those entry-level jobs, and I never complained about what I was. I was making seven, five to seven dollars when I started an hour. So please don't tell me walk a mile in their shoes. I worked for dirt salaries because that's what the job was worth. And that's when you have to work more than one job to make ends meet. We gotta take a break. I'm coming back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. One of the biggest songs ever as a ballad. Boys to Men. Number one on this day in 1992. A song taken from a movie soundtrack, Boomerang. 
They were Motown's biggest selling act in the 90s. Five number one songs, including this one. We've come to the end of the road. Boys to Men on WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah, I got more grief during the break from my friend. Well, that's what the slave owners used to say. We are, look, just so you know, radio, for the, I've been in radio most of my life. I've been in this business. I've done other things while I was doing this. I was part of the first streaming, one of the first streaming media companies in the world. I've done some TV work, I've done some writing, I've done some artist management, work with music stuff. Just so you know, the most of my life, most of my life has been in radio. And my first 20 years in radio were at low-paying jobs. Oh, great titles. I had great titles. Director of this, director of that. And, and music, and, and the pay was lousy, okay? I was struggling because radio, one of those jobs, media jobs, and it's not just me. If you're an entry-level TV, people think it's so glamorous. Huh, you don't see the paychecks. Not glamorous because you get gazillions of applicants that want to work in these businesses, and the pay is what can I tell you? It's kind of entry-level pay when you entry-level. And you have to work your way up. And working your way up just doesn't happen overnight like some of the millennials think it does or the Gen Xers. Oh, I'll just go in and start asking for this because I'm entitled to it. I demand it. Not like that. <clears throat> it's not like that. Here's what happens. Okay, you get your wish. And I want to move on to some other stories after. You get your wish, okay? As I said in the opening, you, you want to pay, you want to demand 20, state law says you got to pay people $20 an hour? Okay, fine. All of a sudden, you see the animate, you see the automation kiosk start coming in. You see people's salaries cut. Oh, you can only work 35 hours a week. That way we can keep you from being a full-time employee and not pay the benefits. Business owners have to deliver a profit. And you can't deliver profit if the cost of labor is too high for you to make a profit. That's just economics, not sentiment, economics. So, yeah, okay, you keep on with these. We're going to install a living wage. Keep on. There will be less jobs. And by the way, every time the minimum wage goes up, do you know who's hardest hit in the population? Black males. Because they are usually last hired, first fired. That's just the way it goes. And I'm not claiming racism. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just talking about what actually happens in the marketplace. 
which is why all these progressives with their little progressive plans always end up hurting the very people that they claim they represent. There's an article I want to get to. I'm going to put it on the side because this one takes a lot of going through, and I want to make sure no one misunderstands me and thinks I'm endorsing it. It is an article today in the Washington Post, reducing Hamas terrorism to a problem of evil is a mistake. And this is written by Saeed Hamid, who is a columnist and an editorial board member at the Amazon Prime Washington Post. He begins this way. I'm not going to go in depth because I want to read you a lot of this article so that you understand what the thinking is on the other side. Not that I endorse it. He begins by saying terrorism doesn't fall from the sky. Terror is a tactic. It's a choice. Hamas's grisly assault on Israel must be analyzed with this in mind. If we ignore this, we make it more likely that other violent organizations will take Hamas's place, even if the group is neutralized or somehow eliminated. Well, they're going to be eliminated. That's in the Washington Post. If you care to look at it, I will put it aside maybe until Saturday when I have enough time to really delve into it. There's also in the New York Times a very interesting story. Representative Jamal Brown already facing blowback from Jewish leaders in his district and a growing primary threat for bucking his party stance on Israel. But Friday, last Friday, he didn't show any hesitation. He grabbed the megaphone that a ceasefire rally back home in New York City suburbs to demand what only a dozen other members of Congress have, that both Israel and Hamas lay down their arms. This is the same guy, Mr. Fire Alarm, who pulled the fire alarm. He's one of these loudmouth liberals, and I don't say that in a pejorative way. He's very vociferous. He's very liberal. And now there is a growing primary opportunity that could be coming for Jamal. The Times goes on, I'm sorry to say yes, the New York Times, did I say, yeah, New York Times goes on to say that similar coalitions are also lining up primary challenges for other members of the squad over their views on Israel, including Rashida Tlaib, Corey Bush. So we shall see. And you've also got New York City Council races coming up. Let's keep an eye on those and see how these rabid, these rabid liberals fare. Like to get to a few phone calls. Let us start with Donald. Donald, you're north where? Donald, where are you calling from? New Bern, North Carolina, the colonial capital of the state. Thank you, sir. How are you? Well, it's a pleasure talking to you, uh, James. I believe you're a musical genius. If there's such thing as a musical Mensa Society, you would belong to it. I just wanted to inform people that the word Habas is a Hebrew word for violence. And maybe if more of the young people understood that, maybe they wouldn't be so pro-Hamas anymore. I'm looking forward to Hamas being extirpated from the earth. Uh, yes, and that may happen. The problem with the college campuses runs deep. 
And it is, I don't, I don't think the definition of the word would stop them. These words that you hear out of the mouths, you can insert American founders and they say the same things about them that they're saying about Israelis right now, colonizers, oppressors. It is all from the same ilk that there are good and bad people. And in their view, the Israelis are bad. In their view, America's founders and anything to do with America's foundation are bad. They don't look at history in a more than a two-dimensional characterization. It's either good or bad. They don't understand that history is a lot more nuanced than that. And what you are seeing, this hatred, this endless hatred that is spewing. There's an article today about how many Jewish uh, uh, students all over America are not feeling safe on campus anymore. They are stunned. And the number of incidents, anti-Semitic incidents, including threats to their lives, including threats that people are going to bring guns in and spray the place and get rid of the Jews and slit their throats. All kind of language is pouring their way and actions that was unexpected. But a lot of it originates with what they're being taught by their professors. And what they're being taught, they teach it. Israel is no better than, in, in their view than South Africa under Bolta. They are the oppressors of an apartheid state. They ignore the fact that Palestinians in Israel actually have a voice in the government, in the Knesset. They ignore all kinds of things when they make these wild assertions. But that is the nature of what is happening on college, college campuses. And you see the same hate, by the way, spewed toward conservatives. I, I, I sent uh, Princess Di an article today that I talked about from Dana Milbank, how lonely it is to be a Jew now, a progressive Jew. All the progressive, many of the progressive Jews in the media are flabbergasted that the people that they supported have turned out to be some of the most vile anti-Semites on the planet. And I just find it usually ironic. People like Dana Milbank, who's a, a columnist for the uh, Amazon Prime Washington Post, have spent, he spent his professional career bashing conservatives, bashing Republicans. And right now, where you find the biggest support for Israel is among American, Christian, and otherwise conservatives, excluding, of course, the Buchanan wing of the party. It's just ironic. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs here on Boston Early's Rush Hour on this Halloween day. On this day, Ray Charles arrested at Logan Airport up in Baskin, charged with possession of heroin. Third drug charge. Went to a clinic. He kicked the habit. But he spent a year on parole. That was the impotence for him to finally shake his heroin addiction. The one, the only, the great Ray Charles. Sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Georgia on my mind. I said, in Georgia, Georgia. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
1952, heavenly birthday, Bernard Edwards. Producer, one of the founding members of Chic. Bernard also produced ABC, Power Station, Rod Stewart. Tragically left us all too young in 1996. Bernard Edwards. He and now Rogers. The major force behind Sheep. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Let us start with Margaret in Arsley, New York. How are you, Margaret? Okay, uh, James, how are you? Very I'm good, calling, thank you. I'm calling with some thoughts about, um, about anti-Semitism on the campuses. I think that the students who are uh, against, who are detaining, um, the Jewish students, uh, Rick called about it on Saturday and said that they should be brought up on um, kidnapping charges. I agree with that. And I also um, want to say that if they're so pro-Palestine, why don't they go over there and fight for them? Why, why are they intimidating students who just want to get an education? Interesting uh, thought. They're not leaving the comfort of their uh, uh, home here in America, Margaret. Thank you, darling, for the call. Let us go to Ross in Queens, New York. You're up next, Ross. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. Yeah, I got just the thing. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Andrew in Stanhope, you are up next on WABC. Jean Pierre lied. She said that Biden started his run for presidency based on Charlottesville that Trump didn't condemn neo-Nazis and white supremacists, but he did, and he did it over and over for two weeks at nauseum. So he lied, and also Biden lied and said that, there. and there's no video evidence that people were chanting and carrying torches, going, we will not be replaced. But there's no evidence of that at all, bold-faced liars. And we know Biden's the longest history of being a racist segregationist. By the way, that whole thing, that whole incident in Charlottesville was over the statue of Robert E. Lee, which was coming down. It was a historic statue. This week, amidst everything else, there was a story. It was, it's been melted down. They melted that statue of Robert E. Lee down. It's gone forever. So, and they did it very quietly. And there are people on the left that are just, oh, clapping their hands. They're white, and, and, and I have mixed feelings about Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee was, is a tragic figure in American history in a lot of ways. And in a lot of ways, he represents the best and the worst of that time period. But his role in American history was undisputed. And I will just go on record. I have been opposed from day one to taking down that Robert E. Lee statue and I think what they've done is a disgrace. Let us go to Tom. And Tom, where are you? Woodbridge, is it? Tom, where are you calling from? Tom, are you awake? We're going to move on and go to Peter in New Jersey. Peter, how are you? 
Good, Bo. How are you? Very good. What's on your mind, Peter? Uh, first, first and foremost, I'm I'm against any statues going down. But uh, I, I can barely hear you. Can you speak up just a bit? It's very muffled. Speak right up, please. Time's running short. Uh, first and foremost, I'm not, I'm I'm not for any statues coming down. Uh, second, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the AEU, uh, Saudi Arabia, denouncing Hamas, and they stated that the Abraham Accords are alive and well. Now, this is a Joe Biden, uh, as soon as he came into office, denouncing the Abraham Accords. So where is this administration now? This administration now is knee-deep in investing Iran quietly with funding as the number one state sponsor of terrorism and talking out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to Israel. They are demanding that Israel pull back. They are demanding that Israel restrain themselves while at the same time on the other side of their mouth saying that they fully support Israel. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth while supporting Iran, and that tells you a lot. Well, that's it for today, folks. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones, in these most troubling times. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back tomorrow. For Bo Snerly's Rush Hour, the post-Halloween edition. Bye. To the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a joke.